Welcome to The Juice, a burst of refreshing knowledge brought to you by Educational Technology. Hello, I'm Randy Colsett, Coordinator of Educational Technology here at Orange Unified School District. I'm Mike Higgins, TOSA for EdTech and Student Achievement. And I'm Apple, TOSA for Educational Technology. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It's uh, September, and you know what that means. That's right. Next month is October. (laughs) So, so Mike, what happens in October? (laughs) Why why are we finding this so humorous, Mike? We're just learning the months. (laughs) (laughs) It is September. I'm back in kindergarten. Well, October is Digital Citizenship Month. Nice. You didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this podcast is going to be devoted to talking about DC. DC. Digital citizenship. Digital citizenship. <laughs> Sorry, I have a hard it's time a mouthful. with digital citizenship. Right. Well, to enjoy this podcast today, I brought us some pineapple juice. So let's try it and see what you guys think, what it is, how it is real quick. Well, be- aren't you saying that every podcast we're going to try oh, out a yeah. different we're juice? Gonna, because yeah. this is it is the juice. The juice. So, so we thought we'd- we're going to try a different juice every time. So today I brought some pineapple juice. So should us. we slurp it? Yeah, let's do it. could be ASMR. <laughs> I think we just lost some Whoa. subscribers. Uh-huh. <laughs> like as in three, all three of them. Mm. That was good. That is nice. See, that's one Normally. of my favorites. Normally, I think of pineapple juice as being a little bit sour. You know, the best pineapple I ever had was cut, like, right out of the pineapple bush Uh off of an island. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Most of the time in the grocery store, they're not quite ripe yet. So, this tastes very ripe. That's good. good. Well, it's not from concentrate. That's why Oh, even better. So, don't get your juice from concentrate. Mm -hmm. Get it fresh right out of the carton. All right. Let's jump into it. What is a digital citizen? So, are you... I thought you were going to do this part. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Ask well, what is it? Question. Yeah, I'm asking myself the question. Oh, great. What is it? What is a digital citizen? Well, it's someone who uses technology responsibly to learn, create, and participate. So basically, you're preparing this a, a person for being a 21st century successful person. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, which is where we, you, I don't know if everybody realizes this yet, but uh, this is 2022. So we're about 22 years into the 21st century. Wow. <laughs> So if we're preparing them, <laughs> we're a little late. Like we should have been doing it a little while ago. So it's good that we're actually doing these things with the kids right. as well. And also I think we're, um, Mike mentioned that it's October, September school kicked off. We're handing out devices. So it's the perfect time to actually start talking to the kids about an appropriate way to use the devices as well. Yeah. Good timing. So um, I, in the, in the district, there are, uh, we have digital citizenship lessons. There's uh, four components to that. There's an acceptable use policy we ask all the classrooms to do. And then there's three lessons. Um, most of you may be asking, like, why do we have to do all that? First of all, there's a compliance piece to that in order to get funding to make sure that we keep all of our networks running and keep our inter- infrastructure, the internet, which our phones run off of now, all your uh, curriculum, everything runs through that. Uh, there's federal and state um, compliance pieces that we have to follow. And one of those is making sure that every Every kid actually is exposed to digital citizenship lessons so that they understand how to responsibly use those networks. That's one of the reasons that we have to make sure that we're a part of uh, teaching this curriculum, in addition to making sure that they're prepared um, citizens once they walk out of the doors of the, of the school site as well in the 21st century. So that would involve um, like four pieces, right? That's what the teachers do. Yes. So um, that would be the going over the AUP, which is 
The acceptable use policy, mm-hmm. which um, kind of reviews what the parents have signed, but you're reviewing that with the students. So the students are aware of what their parents have agreed to, and the kids understand like what their responsibility means. And then there's three lessons that they go through that line, line up with Common Sense Media, who provides our curriculum. Common Sense Media six core topic areas that uh, create well-rounded digital citizens as well. And, and I'm going to maybe bring an unpopular opinion here. And I know that a lot of us, when we see the digital citizenship and we're like, oh, man, this is just one more thing that we have to do. I just hope that we all understand how important it is because we, we do need to teach these kids uh, appropriate usage of the of their Internet, uh, of the Internet, of their devices. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think a lot of responsibility is falling upon the shoulders of teachers and the schools to do this because I don't know if a lot of this is being done at home. Right. So I mean, That sounds fair. Um, so one of those uh, six core topics is media balance and well-being. And these are all coming from Common Sense Media. And uh, as a quick side note, Common Sense Media is just a great resource of – a collection of resources for video games, movies, TV shows, books. Um, books, digital citizenship. So one of those being media balance and well and well-being. You know, we want to have not only our students but ourselves as as adults to find the the balance in our lives, not to be consumers of everything, but you know, no one to turn off a device, no one to walk away. But uh, we want our students to take ownership of their well-being. So if they're faced with negativity online, right? I'm sorry, I'm thinking when to, when of, to turn it off. of Kenny Rogers. You got to trust your <laughs> instincts. You got to. <laughs> nice. You got to know. Yeah, know when to fold now them. It's, now yes. it's stuck on mine. Sorry. And now, if you're listening to this podcast, you now have Kenny Rogers. (laughs) You're welcome. So we want to have our students and ourselves. Don't forget, teachers, you need to find the the balance in your life as well. And another topical area that they have is uh, online privacy and security. Uh, This means that we want to make sure that the students understand that you're trying to protect the privacy of everyone, um, everyone that they're running into. Uh, they w- and we want to make sure that they are taking uh, ownership of that. We know that now every everything that we're interacting with is being interacted with online, like your baking statements, if you want to do your mortgage, if you want to buy a car. Who would have ever thought you could actually buy a car online and then just have it delivered to your house? But now it actually happens. So how do you protect your identity and your money and um, your assets, everything that's uh, uh, online? Well, we need to start with the students saying maybe we just start to protect our documents or we start to protect you know our email messages that we have. Uh, within our uh, system here at the school site. So it becomes very, very important that the students understand that and um, start to recognize how to do that and the best ways to make that happen as well. Next up is digital footprint and identity. Um, it's it's really important for students to know the type of um, pers- persona they, they present online. Uh, everyone sees it. Colleges look into it and jobs look you up so students need to understand that what they put out there is searchable and it is a representation of themselves very too for for quite a while as in we know that the internet is permanent and forever 
Yeah, another topic is relationships and communication. And this kind of goes back to the media balance and well-being. But how do we create those positive relationships online? Um, because whatever we seek out, I mean, we can seek out positivity just as much as we can seek out negativity. So we want to have our kids um, and ourselves having that positivity in, in our in our lives. I know it's like repeating myself, but maybe it was important. So the next part of that is, uh, and this one actually feeds right into or from the relationships, which is cyberbullying, digital drama, and hate speech. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, students are courageous and they're also kind. Um, so thinking about relationships, if you seek out negative relationships online, or if that's the kind of thing that's interesting you, then eventually you're going to start to take on uh, the personas that represent that. So if you want to um, create uh, hate environments, or you're actually drawn to those hate environments, they're going to persephicate. They're going to become much larger once you're online because you can actually reach out to all kinds of people across the world to make that happen. So how do you as an individual, uh, starting with our kids, start, uh, create or find a way to actually stand up and say, this isn't right, this isn't the correct way to do things, so they can prevent that. So we start to provide them with tools to make sure that they can stand up and uh, create those positive relationships as well. And how many of these kids, like, truly understand how meaningful and powerful their words can be online. Like they, they may type something in a Google classroom on a Google doc that is shared amongst everyone. Mm -hmm. And they think at the moment it's funny. They're shielded by the screen. They're, they have, they're protected. Yeah. They don't see the reaction. No one's going to see this. Um, Right. But lo and behold, (laughs) we have, we have, um, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Like, Go Guardian. We have features. Right, we have track. To, to check this. And so students haven't, you know, at this age, haven't fully developed that frontal lobe where they can make good decisions. Sound decision-making, yeah. Right. And so this is how we can give them some of those tools as they're developing uh, to um, prevent, help, support all their colleagues as well. Right. And then the last core... Uh, last of the six core topics that digital citizenship involves is news and media literacy. And so this is teaching um, students and and everyone um, about fact-checking and what is fake news and what is a credible source, um, what is the proper way to conduct a research, um, and, and, and not just type into Google and see that answer that comes up and that's credible right because the top one's always right correct that's right especially the one that says add right next to it yeah (laughs) that means you should add it to your resources just kidding folks that means it's an advertisement (laughs) and so how do we incorporate this into our classroom um that aup uh is is a great introduction and you it's a contract and it goes through all the things that students agree and parents agree to when using the device, this this uh, school provided device, uh, but in the classroom, you know, you can have a pledge, and you write the pledges down, and you after you do all the lessons, all the students can then sign on on the poster their name um, in a color of their choice, and then they they pledge to be a digital citizenship or a digital citizen, and those pledges could 
tie with those six core topics and saying things like, we find balance in our digital lives. We care about everyone's privacy. We define who we are. We know the power of words and actions. We are kind and courageous. We are critical thinkers and creators. And so this can tie in with your classroom environment, your culture, um, uh, and your norms in the classroom. Kind of also ties in with our graduate profile. You know, we want we want our students to you know be the citizens of the future and contributing successful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys realize that there's actually six core topics on Common Sense Media, and how many do we have for our graduate profile? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Somebody must have thought that through. So. I hope we don't see this as it's just one more thing to do, but something that you can incorporate into your daily, daily lessons because you can use these resources uh, with science, with language arts, because there's writing involved, there's listening, you know, all the skills that our students need. So you might be asking, where do I find all of these? Well, you can find these lessons on our website. There are resources on Nearpod. You can go to straight to Common Sense Media. Um, personally, I would use a Nearpod because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Common Sense Media is in, or Nearpod has used Common Sense Media lessons, and they're already created for you. And you can just go through them and uh, collect their answers, have probably great discussions in your classroom. Yeah, and you can modify them. So if you want to shorten them down, add something in that ties with your school or your students, um, because you know your students best, so... You can, you can customize them as well. Yeah, if you go to, I think the other uh, thing we did is we set up uh, the, the breakdown. So if you're just like, I just need to know where to begin. If you go to a website, which is orangeusd.org slash edtech, um, and then there's a digital assistantship link there. That will actually take you into, by grade level, picking out which lessons that you might want to use. So you can start there as a foundation. Then if you want to expand, Nearpod would be a great place to go for their DCL or digital citizenship lessons. Uh, and then you can go on to Common Sense Media's website, and they've got all these pre-made lessons as well. So, And the available. the AUP is also on the district website. Yep, as well, part of that. Oh, and then uh, I think if you guys want to expand more, you want to find a way to actually connect it uh, back into your classroom, you want to find, like, uh, apply some of the ideas that Mike just mentioned, which was, like, how do I put it into science, how do I get it into math, how do I get it into social studies, um, common sense media has aligned the standards to all these lessons. So we can say, okay, if we're doing a social studies lesson, uh, which one of these might align to what I'm doing in the class? Um, if it's writing, why do I always have to write just about, uh, an obscure topic? Why can't I pick something that might apply to like what we're doing today, uh, in the month of October, which would be digital citizenship or that I just got a computer or any of those areas. And how can I take this lesson and connect it? So we're offering a workshop on September 28th at three 30 in person down here at the district office. If you'd like to come down, uh, pull that together. Uh, we can help you design, develop, build that out, and uh, go into detail some of these things that we talked about today. A nice, a nice make and take. Yep, a nice make and take for everybody. So we thank everybody for your time today. We appreciate you being a part of the juice. Don't forget to try out your pineapple juice, see if you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way. Is it vitamin C and pineapple juice? Vitamin That's A. What? It's probably all of them, right? It's all the it's vitamins. It's what? Excellent it's be, yeah. source of vitamin C. Yeah. says yeah. right there. <laughs> so we, Read your box, get your vitamin C, stay healthy, and we appreciate you being here today. And thank you again for everything that you do for our kids out there.
Thanks for listening to The Juice. Don't forget to check out our further exploration information section. I'm Randy. I'm Apple. And I'm Mike. And thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.